Murder Before Carnival, A Tale of the Floating Body, written by Samir Kumar. Chapter 4, Last Transaction. Mrs. Chakraborty was having a tough time purporting to be on her fast. Her ladies' room routines were no more of a chow ma affair. With the evident failure of phase one, she waited for Gauche's UKs. Only a few paid reporters covered her statement. Even the white tent erected outside the writer's building for the episode was dull with dust. In the times of election, decree of emotion decide the democratic outcome. People at homes and work synonymously felt that their police was capable of earning some brownie points for the chief minister's throne. At the same time, the chief minister was also interested in the revelation of the figure who leaked the viral video to the media. She had long known of Gosha's loyalty to the left, but she preferred keeping a few evaders around to monitor the opponent's move. He was indeed her first guest of Janu's face. S.K. Mukherjee was the president of the State Medical Council, a revered body for establishing standards of medical education in the state. He was a highly reputed man whose name was not in the list of embalmers. None knew that he could or had the equipment handy. It was not his job but a camouflage knowledge that he enjoyed. History knew Pradeep had supplied many unidentified bodies of the records to his experimental lab for research work which usually would have taken months for permission. For now, the game of bombs between Mukherjee and Pradeep calified. Pradeep stopped all work to isolate himself. Pradeep, are you out of your mind? Why would I ask you to embalm a body? Had I killed someone, I would dispose of the body, not send for preserving. Mukherjee, short of breath. I thought the same, but they were your men, all five of them, who bought the body with a letter in your handwriting. Pradeep, my men? I haven't talked to them in years. And what letter are you talking about? I never wrote a letter. How will you... How were you so sure of my handwriting? Mukherjee, don't call me a fool in your head. The letters were awkward for me too. Hence, I checked the letter for fingerprints. I always do under suspicion. On fuming iodine, I found the ridges and the valleys in 11 minutes that matched yours. It was your fingerprint. Apart from this, ask your goons. If not you, then who gave them the letter? How it had your prints? The doctor was petrified. So much that he could not identify his luggage on the moving belt at the airport. He kept squeezing his forehead. The risk was enormous. If Pradeep raided his esoteric lab, he might find traces of evidence that he had embalmed. If he did not and cooperated, Mukherjee needed to race and clean on possible corroboration. Pradeep was concerned if the letter story was real or to be a cooked one. He needed to talk to his men, five of them, who he nourished from time to time to launder all his crooked activities. They knew that if excavated, the mud in her hands would stare numerous crimes. It was essential to keep quiet and find a solution. It had to be mutual. Pradeep, we had been framed. I know my stars were bad. Someone who knew us has fictured the drama. I never sent a letter, but you have it with my fingerprints. Your lab has evidence to state your involvement. It could be possible that those goon of mine are involved. They are followers of Green Gandhi. Someone could have paid them well. We need to play safe. No one is going to doubt you for the moment. You need to go. Book tickets and return to Australia. No one knows about a hidden lab. I'll go and clean all the possible evidence, if any. Giving him access would mean providing access to the letter, which if destroyed would lead all arrows to Mukherjee.
He denied booking back for Australia. He would himself clean any evidence left as he justified saying it needed work of precision. Pradeep had more enigmas to solve but destroying the letter was in the red list as of now. None had faith in each other for the game of secrets. They would together reach the lab and destroy anything significant. There was a call that Pradeep kept ignoring as of the moment it was Rana's. He informed of Verman's escape. All he needed at the instant was some good news. Pradeep kicked his desk and squashed all the files on it. The high blood pressure would kill him if not the mess. He knew now that in the hours left, either he could have to shamefully resign or hand Mukherjee the cuffs, which would prove dangerous for him also or convict an innocent like Berman. The unit that was assigned to find Berman was given the coordinates and perimeters. He needed Berman more desperately than ever. To save himself, he left for the laboratory. Parimal came to the chief minister with a piece of update, a video recording that showed a man entering the hotel Golden Palace. Mrs. Chakraborty happened to be there at the same time. It couldn't have been more parallelism. She played the video and took no time to identify the man. The man was her ex-husband. Ghosh had disguised himself as chief minister's ex-husband. Chief minister. All this time I thought he was out of my life and then I'd take some good fresh air but the air will always be thin for me. He had to return to destroy me. If not my son's father, I would have arranged a coffin for this man. Keep a check at this man from now. If under suspicion, act accordingly. Just don't kill him. Ghosh had played a move she did not expect, dressing incognito as her husband, who also happened to be his neighbor. He was very well aware of the short-tempered reaction of the lady towards her ex. He was there when they separated. She calmed a bit, drank some water from a Tupperware and continued. Any update on the case, Paramal? If I fail, Rituparna's proclaim fast will win her votes. We may have to go for CBI intrusion. They, if come, will not be here with the intention of this case, but for the information crucial for the center. Fifteen years I have controlled this land. I want to win, be it demo- democratically or un. There are provisions of multiple investigating officers for varied perspective. With the urgency of time, Parimal assigned himself the I.O., senior of the case. He headed to the police station, which stationed the two helpers of Berman. There he was informed about the long accents of Pradeep. It was late already, but Ahana could not sleep. She bought out her scribble pad and tried to profile the killer. She did not have any update, but with the scarce knowledge from television, print media and her internal sources, she tried to parse the criminal act related to similar crimes in the past. The crime was classified as organized crime. Such criminals have high social and planning skills. As per her, this executioner had control over her victim's emotion to give her a death, leaving least forensic behind. She tried to live the behavioral sequence of the crime and establish the modus operandi. Mukherjee had reached his lab before Pradeep. He cared less for his bag that he left at the airport. The lab was very well placed inside a lame and isolated abandoned ice cream factory. He used a room with cold storage facility. He washed off any sample of blood DNA of the deceased and even his fingerprint, if anywhere. When Pradeep entered the room, he willingly presented the letter with the same number of folds. The letter had an exact copy of his handwriting. The killer had done his homework well. With a joyous, unstressed, merry sunshine on the face, he burned the letter himself with a gas sample from the body of the deceased stored in a cylinder. Whoever tried to frame him missed a shot, he thought. 
He wanted to scan the place himself, but Mukherjee was done. He handed the keys to Pradeep and bid adieu. His wife must be waiting since the landing of the aircraft. Pradeep was there for around 30 minutes. Once con- convinced, Pradeep realized that it was time to pay a visit to his gang of pet punks. It was touching midnight and he knew exactly where they would be, the slum bar of Belia Ghat. Without any intimation and a loaded gun, he entered the premises of the slum bar. It was all foggy inside, beedies, cigarettes and marijuana diffused mostly. Along with English and Hindi brands, most came there to taste the local beverage Bangla bought from Murshidabad. Though entry to cops is prohibited, Pradeep was an exception. His face was all over the news and he was welcome. Even the thugs in the slum thought of justice to Goddess Durga. As he entered, Pradeep groomed his mustache with a small brown comb, stationed perfectly in the cleavage of his purse. It took him no time to spot the thugs. All of them had attended at the same table. Without exaggeration, he he indicted one of the five to follow him outside. "What sir, you should have called. We would have come," said the thug, Pradeep. "It's okay. You did not seem sober, hence I called you outside. Tell me, what was the last job you did for me?" Thug Sir I know I am drunk but you are acting like one you gave us the job and thus you must be knowing the same Pradeep I know I know but I just want to check if you remember exactly tell me come on thug now I am scared did we do anything wrong sir Pradeep don't irritate me only tell me how much is asked what was the last job you did for me He joined his hand in front of Pradeep bent squatted and held his thigh as if pleading for mercy Malik this is our arena cops are not allowed here at night we could cut them fry them leaving no evidence He then came up front smell Pradeep and suggested him to be in his limits guns even i have much bigger than yours he laughed Pradeep Booz does a lot of talking mate they should talk less Pradeep took out his gun and pointed towards a man showing no respect. He put the metal in his genital and pressed the trigger. The clicker made sound but no bullet emerged. Then he pointed the gun to the sky and fired. This time it was a bullet. Pradeep, guns you may have, but bullet follows my command. The thug had its nerves back in order. He cooperated in the questions now. Thugs, you sent me a body. We picked it from the morgue and delivered it to the clothes factory. Pradeep How did you know it was from me Thug We got a message from you on Iqbal's phone there was a letter too but we know not to read english so put it back in the pocket of the dead Pradeep What message when show me The thug showed him Iqbal's phone Pradeep noted the time and date and left the scene The message was indeed sent from his phone number he knocked his forehead to remember where he was and who had access to his phone during that time He had not sent the message and he never gave his phone to anyone. The team searching for Berman had searched every grain of sand and turned every dry leaf inside the perimeter but could not trace him. The information was directed to Parimal as Pradeep was in no mood to receive the call. His escape had blocked their ultimate option of surrender come victory. Pradeep's wife kept calling him. It was late. She knew he was busy but wanted to check on her husband. With one hand on the staring wheel and the other hand rotating his phone with one eye on the road and the other on the continuous call on the phone he stopped the car took a u turn and speeded to the red light district of sonagachi
The time and date matched his last raid at the Empire of Ranima, as the girls called her. He had gone there to bust a ra- drug racket. The streets of Sonagachi were usually silent after midnight. The gatekeeper did not allow anyone without a broker at that time of darkness. Night raids were at peak raging from 10,000 per hour to 6 lakhs for the night. Inside the brothel stood a line of prostitutes from age 7 to 40. Those in 40 were paid at least. He could see a police van patrolling the region and he was stopped by one. Pradeep's car window was wrapped in dark tiny vinyl film. As the window shades fell, the officer on duty gave a frozen salam. "Sir, you here at this time?" Pradeep. "What's your name?" "Sir Jishu Das, senior constable at Bartala Thana." Pradeep. "All right, Jishu, do a work for me. See, I have to question Ranima, but I cannot be seen around. Bring her to your thana in the blue van. No one could see. In 15 minutes, I say." Jishu left as directed. Ahana was tired as she leaned back a nail on the wall kissed her head but she settled no consideration the nail was comfortable at least more than the bamboo zil why would the murderer plant the body in an idol why durga it has a message he wants to send a message police are trying to find evidence he's clever we can catch him if we find the motive the message think ahana think she murmured she rifled through a few articles on the internet Historical textbooks have mention of Islam and Christianity mocking the idol worshipping. Under Muslim rulers, many temples were invaded and demolished. The sentiment continues to date in hate speeches. These are not bygone content. Temple in the US have been vandalized recently. It could be an anti-Hinduism sentiment. She had already smoked a packet of cigarette and bereft one felt uneasy. It was 2 a.m. She looked at the gyratic fan with her tongue stretched out he killed the lady embalmed her soon after and then made her into someone that all would worship she is important to him her so far red eyes turned vigilant she remembered a research paper written by a famous sociologist krishna madhu krishna was noted for all the wrong reason he had foes but friends he wrote men beat their wives they rape women girls and children but all worship durga who represent these souls they show guilt and anxiety of men men don't see goddess kali in gentle woman though she is totally naked they fear kali he's questioning the institution of durga worshiping no wait he's questioning the idea of feminism he's questioning why mary has to be virgin how the pandavas could beat their wife how krishna was required to save her but she could not save herself then why kill a woman not a man he's good i think i can contemplate him boy i am in your brain now she empathetically snapped her laptop she needed to think deep pradeep swirled his hand on the head and found loads of her hair fall he drank some water and reached bartala thana as he arrived one of the three officers room was vacated for him It was farthest from the washroom, kitchen, and lockup. Jishu returned there in the announced period with Rani Ma and closed the room for questioning. No one was allowed to stand outside. Rani Ma, what Pradeep Sahab? Is it the first time that ham tum ek kamre mein band ho? Were you not able to sleep? What do you want? Laughed she sensually. He gave the toned look with no hint of flicker in the tense muscles meant for smiling. 
Rani Ma soon understood he meant some business. What was the name of the girl? asked he. She sat on her haunches unable to comprehend the question. She gave a perspicuous indication that she was not on the same page with him. Pradeep The girl who you showed me when I raided your place. Rani Ma Okay my girl who you fucked while your men collected the drug around my place that girl Pradeep gave a howling look he did not want to be played with all he could remember was that he was in a room with the girl of interest and she might have used his phone to send the message this was the only expedient interpretation according to him he iterated to Rani Ma that he was in no mood for the game of patience and wanted that girl right away Rani Ma You have already caused a lot of damage to my business customer fear now sex and drugs are a combination of heaven they are addictive i cannot sell them now my business is in a recession he asked her the sum to open her mouth she iterated 5 lakhs see rani see my face you see here see this ripples in the forehead if they curve more either of the two things will happen I'll blow up my head because you see I'm a fucking fed up now or I can shoot you right there where you light green bindi respites. I am sure you must have been fucked by men with small dicks, believe me. When I say I have men who would even at this age rape you and then feed you to the body to rats and crabs. Now, I hope I have made myself clear. Help me out to straighten those ripples in my forehead and I will give you something you always wanted. No raids. Sounds good. So bring that girl to me right away. I can't do that. She came softly. Pradeep, did I imply that it was a negotiation? Are you even listening to yourself? Rani ma, I'm sorry but I can't bring that girl. She's not with me. Pradeep, what do you mean where is she then? Rani ma, someone bought her out. Pradeep, what do you mean bought her out? You rent them on hourly basis. You don't sell them. I know but the sum was good after you busted my industry I would have incurred a huge wreck I was offered 1 crore for the girl 1 crore you see I could just wrap up my business and sleep that is a hell lot of money I don't know what was special in that girl but that was not even relevant question for me Pradeep had some correlation between his anger and the table in wrath he toppled the table growled on the top of his voice banged his head against the wall kicked a few almira shredded a few paper and then settled again on the chair he took a few deep breath combed his mustache removed his shoes which by the way smelled horrendous and asked do you remember the face of the buyer ranima i would never forget and words at least she gathered those reminiscences furnishing some pulsating relief to the man he asked her to describe the buyer ranima she had pradeep wait a second she it was a female who bought the girl giving 1 crore for a prostitute and she was never not even a customer she denied recalling her face it was new to her which car did she drive rani ma it was nexon pradeep a am i a chump huh do i look like a jerk a lady ha- a lady having 1 crore came in a tata nexon rani ma Yes I'm telling the truth it might have been someone else's car VIP people never use their car believe me she continued the description of the purchaser long shiny hair brown eyes they were big she had a heavy lower lip two moles on her chin and yes there was a deep mark on her forehead something like a swoosh though he entered all the information in a software color portrait building system 
the last remark fell dense on his ear he knew another person who had a similar mark on her forehead though he could not ever imagine to be her but just for confirmation he unlocked his phone entered the gallery password magnified the picture and presented it before rani yes she was the woman asserted rani ma pradeep questioned if she was sure the relaxation in her eyes was convincing finally she could go he sat there with his mouth open the photo that rani ma approved was that of the same woman found dead inside the idol rani was indeed telling the truth because the picture of the deceased was never released in the media she could not have known the person after the incident and if not the last transaction every single attribute she talked about matched